congregation the scripture reading for tonight's ascension service you will find in the gospel of Luke chapter 24 the verses 49 to the end the gospel according to Luke chapter 24 beginning with 49 to the end and the Acts of the Apostles chapter 1 the verses 1 to 14 Acts of the Apostles, chapter 1, the first 14 verses. The word of the Lord. And behold, I, that is the Lord Jesus, sent the promise of my Father upon you, but ye tarry in the city of Jerusalem until you be endued with power from on high. And he led them out as far as to Bethany, And he lifted up his hands and blessed them. And it came to pass, while he blessed them, he was parted from them and carried up into heaven. And they worshipped him and returned to Jerusalem with great joy. And were continually in the temple, praising and blessing God. Amen. And in the Acts of the Apostles, chapter 1, the former treatise, have I, O Theophilus, of all that Jesus began both to do and teach until the day in which he was taken up, after that he through the Holy Ghost had given commandments unto the apostles whom he had chosen, to whom also he showed himself alive after his passion by many infallible proofs, being seen of them forty days, and speaking of the things pertaining the kingdom of God, and being assembled, being together with them, commanded them that they should not depart from Jerusalem, but wait for the promise of the Father, which, saith he, ye have heard of me. For John truly baptized with water, but ye shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost not many days hence. And when they were come together, they asked of him, saying, Lord, will thou this time restore again the kingdom to Israel? And he said unto them, It is not for you to know the times or seasons which the Father has put in his own power, but ye shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you. And ye shall be witnesses unto me, both in Jerusalem and in all Judea, and in Samaria, and to the uttermost parts of the earth. And when he had spoken these things, while they beheld, he was taken up, and a cloud received them out of their sight. And while they looked steadfastly toward heaven, as he went up, behold, two men stood by them in white apparel, which also said, Ye men of Galilee, why stand ye gazing up into heaven? This same Jesus, which is taken up from you into heaven, shall so come in like manner as you have seen him go into heaven. Then returned they into Jerusalem from the mount called Olive, which is from Jerusalem a Sabbath day's journey. And when they were come in, they went up into an upper room, where about both Peter and James and John and Andrew, Philip and Thomas, 
Bethlehemie en Matthew, James de zoon van Alphaeus en Simon Silotus en Judas de broeder of James. Deze all continued with one accord in prayer and supplication with the women and Mary the mother of Jesus with his his brethren. Dus waar de reading of God's word. Congregation friends, wat is de meaning of the ascension of Christ? Or more personal, what does Christ ascension mean to you? The ascension of Christ is it not often overlooked. The main events of Christ are remembered even in the world. Christmas and Easter. The birth, death and the resurrection of Christ. But ascension. And for example, if someone in church would ask you. Is the ascension, is Christ's ascension a comfort? A blessing to you? What would you answer? The ascension of Christ is so often overlooked, but yet it is so important. Why? Congregation, it is like building a beautiful house, but no one lives in it. Or preparing a most delicious meal, but no one eats it. The ascension of Christ. The question for us tonight, for you and me, what does Christ's ascension mean to you? And therefore, with the help of the Lord, I want to briefly meditate on the meaning of Christ's ascension as we find it in Acts chapter 1, the first 14 verses. And that my hope and prayers that you and I by grace may see anew and afresh the rich meaning of Christ's ascension, being reminded that the ascension of Christ is a blessing and comfort for each of us. And therefore, three brief main thoughts. In the first place, the power of Christ's ascension. The second place, the nature of Christ's ascension. And in the third place, and the longest point, the meaning of Christ's ascension. First place, there's the power of Christ's ascension. In verse 10 of Acts chapter 1, as we have read, while they, that are the disciples, looked steadfastly towards heaven, the angels asked them, why stand ye gazing into heaven? Why are you standing? Why are you gazing? Why? Well, it is, as it were, like when a loved one departs. There is this feeling of loss. 
an absence, missing his or her words, even protection. And you are standing, you are gazing, you are watching. And so the disciples were standing there seeing Christ ascending into heaven. And yet, we, read in, we have read in Luke 24, they returned to Jerusalem with great joy. Congregation, it is that they begin to see the meaning of the ascension of Christ. It was the opposite of what they told. The same Jesus. Not that he is absent, but that he is everywhere present. Not only what he had obtained on the cross, his death and resurrection, but also that he applies. His ascending into heaven is the crowning of his exaltation. He is with each of his children. That is his comforting promise. What we confess with the Heidelberg Catechism in 47. Is not Christ when, then with us even to the end of the world as he has promised. And the answer Christ is very man and very God. With respect to his human nature. He is no more on earth but with respect to his Godhead, majesty, grace and spirit. He is at no time absent from us. He is not absent from you, but with you, as the interceding high priest, the ascended Christ, with you, through life's journeys, with your cares and concerns, with his promise, I am with you always. The Aramaic translation gives it, each day, he is with you. That's maybe not experienced always, but he is, even now, as the interceding high priest. That is the power of the ascension of Christ. Christ is present in the life of his children. The psalmist in 68, eh, prophetically attest of it. Thou hast ascended on high, thou hast led captivity captive, thou hast received gifts for men. Yea, for a rebellious, for rebels, you and I by nature. Yea, for the rebellious also, that the Lord God might dwell among them. There's not a sense of loss, but gain. Not his absence, but his ever near presence. Not a loss of protection, but covered and surrounded by his blessed hands. Those hands with the marks of the nails because of your and my sins. When you begin to see that, then you begin to understand. And therefore, they return with joy into the world. And therefore, they worshipped him. And so should you, if you cannot deny his grace in your life. The power of the ascended and enthroned Christ that he is, as he revealed himself in the book of Acts, eh? 
that he pours out his spirit on the church, his people. Acts 2, being therefore exalted at the right hand of God. The approval of his father, of all that he had accomplished. Having received from the father the promise of the Holy Spirit. He has poured out this that you yourself are seeing and hearing. Also tonight. That it is Christ in his power that he applies the blessing of salvation. Acts chapter 5, God exalted him at the right hand as a savior to give repentance and forgiveness of sins. That is his offer. Also tonight. That is his power. That he cares for his suffering people as they bear witness to him. Acts chapter 7, but Stephen full of the Holy Spirit, gazed into heaven and saw the glory of God and Jesus standing at the right hand of God and he said, behold, I see the heavens open and the Son of Man standing at the right hand of God. He is near, ever near to his people. And that work of his spirit, that work of repentance and faith, that work of his care through his power, he continues. To be reminded of his power through his presence as the ascended Christ. To experience being lifted up, maybe even tonight, from your fears and worries and anxieties in life. When you face your own weakness and shortcomings. Fear not, says the Ascended Christ, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you. To experience undeserved his power, that he gives power to the faint and to them that have no might. He increases strength. Is that not a comfort? A blessing to you? And that power of Christ's ascension is seen even more when we consider the nature of his ascension. Our second thought. And young people, and older ones, the, the word ascent has a double meaning here. Which point to the nature of Christ's ascension. Let me give an example. The, the, the throne of a king, like the throne of King Charles III of England, seeing at the re- recent coronation. First, when you walk to that throne, you ascend, you rise on the steps of that throne. But secondly, that king sits ascended in the throne. But there is a change in relationship. Not just that the king is walking, ascending to the throne, but sitting on the throne points to a relationship between the king and the nation, between the sovereign and his people. How he relates to his people. That he governs and rules and cares for his people. That is ascension. A rising to the throne and a relating to his people. 
And therefore the angels say in, to the disciples in verse 11 of Acts 1, as you see him, that is Christ, see him go into heaven. Not heavens. The heavens declare the glory of God. That is the sky, the universe. But heaven, enthroned on high, ascended, relating to each of his children. But from heaven, from his sanctuary, to this sanctuary, relates to you. As a sympathizing high priest, he is fully acquainted with you. The situation that you are in, the struggles that you go through, the riddles in life that you may have. Thus Christ did not go to a different place in the universe. But he relates now differently to his people. As the ascended and living Christ, even now. And what he accomplished on earth. Lived a life that you and I should have lived. But never lived. That he died the death that you and I deserved. That he is delivered to the cross for our offense, your sins. Raised from the death for your certification, as the apostle reminds us. Even so, that we also should walk in the newness of life. Thus instead of staying on earth at a certain place, at a certain place, bound to time and space, he ascended into heaven, outside space and time, so that he can apply everywhere his benefits and blessings that he obtained. And being ascended, and being in heaven, at the right hand of the Father, so that he is everywhere, A shepherd, the mediator, the high priest, the king. When Mary Magdalene took hold of him after the resurrection, Christ replied, touch me not, for I am not yet ascended to my father. Well, friends, that did not mean that Jesus after his resurrection could not be touched. He even says to Thomas, Ritz hither thy finger and behold my hands, Ritz thy hand and thrust it in my sight. But Christ told Mary Magdalene, do not hold me here, let go. What I have done, who I am, and all the benefits that I have obtained, if I ascend, whatever happens to you Mary, or whatever name you have, I am with you. I will be always with you. And not only for you, but for all my people. In heaven, for your benefit. And for the benefit of all my people. Discomfort, what we confess in the Heidelberg Catechism, questions 46. How do you understand these words? He ascended into heaven. The answer, that Christ in the sight of his disciples was taken up from earth into heaven. And that he continues there. For our interest, for your benefit, as an interceding high priest, through his spirit and word, works, relates to each of his children. Congregation, that is to be reminded on this Ascension Day. 
And I don't know how busy your day was. And whatever you have brought into church. But to be reminded tonight when you cannot pray anymore. When you have no words anymore. That he prays. That your faith fails not. When at times that you cannot plead on anything anymore. And you come before the Lord with empty hands. And you only see your own unrighteousness. But you have an advocate with the Father. Jesus Christ, the righteous. Oh friends, would you not then, in all your needs, draw near to the throne of grace. And that you may receive mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Congregation, a throne of judgment you and I deserve. But a throne of grace is offered only and because of the ascendant and interceding high priest. Is that not a comfort, a blessing to you? To be given a place of refuge in the struggles and situations of life. That there is a place that you can pour out your heart and soul. And there is one on the throne and he relates to you. Christ for every need you have. That's the nature of Christ's ascension, how he relates to each of his children. And finally, the meaning of Christ's ascension, our third and last thought. The first aspect of what his ascension means is this. As the angels explain the meaning of Christ's ascension in verse 11, they say this same Jesus, this same Jesus which is taken up from you into heaven, shall so come in like manner as you have seen him go into heaven. This meaning, he is the same. This same Jesus, where in his early ministry, Jesus' work was geographically limited. He did not teach in Jerusalem while healing at the same time in Jericho. Or in our global thinking he, that he is preaching in, in Grand Rapids while he is healing and teaching in China. But now this same Jesus, he is. He is at work everywhere. And he is able to hear and to respond to his people's prayers. No matter the time or place. There's also for one. Maybe in our midst here, who is blind, who cries out, Son of David, have mercy on me. And he opens your eyes. And he shows mercy. For another who has to say, Lord, do not trouble yourself. For I am not worthy that thou shouldest enter into under my roof. But he says also tonight, I have not found so great faith. Or for one in our midst, in doubt, 
and does not see it anymore and have to say, are thou the one that should come or do we look for an other? Hear Jesus answer also tonight. Tell what things you have seen and heard, how the blind see, the lame walk, the lepers are cleansed, the deaf hear, the dead are raised, and to the poor. Do we still have poor in our midst? To the poor, the gospel is preached. Even now. This same Jesus, he heals the broken in heart. This same Jesus, he binds up your wounds. This same Jesus ascended into heaven. He intercedes and prays and hears your prayers. Or even when you don't have words anymore. He hears your cry and delivers you out of all your troubles. And when you cry from the ends of the earth, when God feels so distant in your life, he will hear the cry of the needy. Oh, he is so able to say to the uttermost, those who draw near to God through him, since he always lifts this living and ascended Christ and make intercession for them. And secondly, as John Newton sings of it, Jesus, my shepherd, brother, friend, my prophet, priest and king, my Lord, my life, my way, my end. Prophet, priest and king, but now in heaven. As the book of Acts points to Christ as prophet in his prophetic ministry, his teaching and preaching continues. Friends, Luke did not write the gospel what Christ did, and he did not write the book of Acts what the church did. No, the opening verse in the book of Acts reminds us all that Jesus began to do both, to do and to teach, and his doing and teaching continues, and yes, through the church, but it is his doing, his speaking, his teaching. And let me illustrate this, Ephesians 2 verse 17, we read, and came and preached peace to you. Well, did Christ preach and teach in Ephesus? No, but through the ministry of the apostle. And therefore we read in Ephesus, Ephesians 4, but you have not so learned Christ, if so be that you have heard him and being taught by him. This Christ entrusts his teaching and preaching to his church. And so we receive we read, you shall receive power and you shall be witness unto me. You shall be my witness. That is something. My witness. That is what he commends to each of his children. And we, we, we cannot convert people. We cannot convince people. Even not in this neighborhood. Even those that write on the door, God is dead. But we can testify, God is not dead. Be my witness. No, Christ said, you shall be my witness. Christ entrusts that witness, his teaching and preaching, to a Peter, broken in himself, but restored by the Savior. To a Nathaniel, a skeptic at first, 
But the one who could testify, thou art the son of God, to a Thomas, a doubter? But Jesus, seeing Jesus, he testified, my Lord and my God. And therefore, congregation, in our walk and talk, do others around us hear Jesus and see Jesus? When we teach and talk, do people hear him and are told by him? One more congregation, when the risen Christ on his way to ascend into heaven and his disciples, and we just have read it, to whom he had showed himself alive after his passion, by many infallible proof, being seen by him by them forty days, speaking the things pertaining to the kingdom of God. And they asked him, Lord, wilt thou at this time restore the kingdom of God, establish a political and Jewish kingdom? And then this wonder, eh? Christ is not saying to them, ah, but uh, you don't understand it. Eh? I will then continue to preach and, and, and teach. You don't understand it. No. He replies, you, you shall be my witness. A witness of me. And not only in Jerusalem, but Judea, Samaria, to the uttermost part of the earth, to the end of the earth. That is an aspect of Christ's ascension. The meaning of Christ's ascension. And therefore are you and I by grace, sovereign grace. Grace. A witness of Christ. In our walk and talk. Do we testify of him? Or is it about ourselves? About our experiences? How sweet they might be. Because young people, you can read the Bible in two ways. One is reading about David over against Goliath. You want to be as David, strong in faith. Or reading about Moses and the law. You want to be as Moses, obedient to the law. It is all about what you have to do and how to have to live and try your best. Or do you read your Bible? Or better yet, does the Bible read you? Like for the men on the way to Emmaus. When Christ comes alongside and begins at Moses and the prophets that he expound to them all the scriptures of the things concerning himself. And your heart, and your heart burns, is in flame. And people see that. And people hear that. Congregation, that is the gospel, a living orthodoxy. And when you hear, when he speaks to you, and you hear his voice through his words, and in turn, you speak to those around you, about him and him alone. And ye shall be witnesses of me. And therefore congregation, how are we doing? How are we doing as a congregation? Speaking about this same Jesus. To be a witness of him. That is entrusted to each of his children, the Peters, the Johns, the Marys, the Doubting Thomases. And you don't need a theological degree for that. But by grace simply testify, those times, fathers, mothers, if you have children, grandparents, are there still those times that you can say, come and listen I will tell what the Lord has done to my soul.
In doing that by grace, that continues his prophetic ministry. In preaching and teaching concerning him, Christ and him alone. Speaking of his ministry of reconciliation, his priestly office. Seeing that we have such a great high priest that has passed into the heavens. Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast our profession. And we a means of reconciliation. His reconciliation in this broken world. As a broken people, but living out of forgiveness and grace. And so, so that we can forgive and extend grace and reconcile with those around us. Speaking of his kingly office, he who sits at the right hand of God. All authority is given to him. As we confess with the catechism, because Christ has ascended into heaven for this end, that he might appear as the head of his church, by whom the Father governs all things. Christ is king. Do you see that? A new and a fresh, this meaning of the ascended Christ? That it is Christ as the head of his church, and he pours out, pours out, Heavenly graces upon us, his members. He daily, he daily loads us with his benefits. I then, then not those times that you will join the psalmist. Let God be praised with reverence deep. He daily comes our life to sleep. In bounty, freely, God cares for us. Our God is here, upholds us in the strife. He hears the needy when they cry. He saves their souls when death draws. This God, no other, this God is our salvation. Is that what Christ's ascension means to you? Does Christ's ascension, ascension not humble you? Humbles you to the dust. Being reminded of the power of the ascended Christ. His presence. He is with you. He pleads for you. To be reminded of his promise and mandate to you. You shall be a witness of me. Such a savior. Such a redeemer. Such a friend we have in Jesus. If we don't speak well of Christ, Christ is not well spoken of. If we are different in our behavior during the week than on Sunday, what Christians are we? In the office of at work or study and not Christ-like? What must people around us think of the ascended living Savior Jesus Christ? But also does his ascension raises you up, lifts you up, that you may speak with authority, because it is not our word, but it is his word. It is not about you and me, but about Christ, the living and ascended Christ. The great gospel preacher George Whitfield preached once, and a man fell asleep while he preached. And then unexpectedly, Whitfield lifted his foot and stamped it hard in the wooden pulpit. And the man woke, startling awake. 
And Whitfield said to him, if I had come to speak my own word about myself, go on sleeping. But now I have come in Christ's name, proclaiming Christ and him alone. Awake thou that sleepest, and arise from the dead, and Christ shall give you light. Then the ascended Christ gives authority, so that we may speak boldly in this world, with humility, of the riches of Christ, and that for sinners. That you may speak and testify that there is one, Christ in heaven, that he hears my voice, that he hears my cry and supplication, that he inclines his ear, and that he gives strength and consolation. Oh, then to live with all your cares and concern, with all your testings and troubles in your life, with the questions and the riddles, but going through life with that blessed knowledge, this same Christ on earth as he is in heaven. Oh, to know I have an advocate in the presence of his Father in heaven, and he pleads my cause, whatever that might be, and he intercedes for me. Because, congregation, we do not have a high priest which cannot be touched with the feelings of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted like as we are, yet without sin. Oh, then to live with this blessed knowledge and experience of the ascended Christ, that we ought to seek the things which are above, where Christ sits at the right hand of God, and not the things on earth, that our life is directed to Christ and Him alone, seeking the things which are above. And again, congregation, to each of us, including myself, how are we doing? Be honest tonight. Also, as parents, often we focus on the here and now, also for our children. But ascension day reminds us to seek the things which are above, seeking Christ. And finally, to live with this perspective in life. Because Christ is ascended into heaven. The Catechism says, to have a sure pledge, that is a guarantee, that he as the head will also take up to himself us, his members. That is a perspective in life. That there comes a day that the ascended Christ takes home his child. The fulfillment of Christ's own prayer to his father. Father, I will that day also, whom thou hast given me, be with me where I am, that they may behold my glory, which thou hast given me. That is the future for each of his children. Then I ask you, is that not a blessing and a comfort given by the ascended Christ? Is that your comfort? And therefore I leave you with three considerations. First, meditate often on the so often overlooked ascension of Christ. This great and undeserved comfort and blessing. He is present, even now. Christ intercedes 
as the high priest, even for such one as I am. Or are you sitting and listening here tonight and you have no need of his presence? You have no need of an interceding high priest? Are you still then living without him? Do you not remember that it is the riches of his goodness and the forbearance and long-suffering, not knowing that the goodness of God leads you to repentance? Oh, turn to him now. The second take heart this same Jesus he is not indifferent to your struggles and situations of life that you are in or the frailty of life or confronted with your failings and flaws and shortcomings he has endured great suffering as Jonathan Edwards once wrote And he is thus the most merciful and sympathetic counselor and mediator. Take then your cares to the ascended Lord. He hears your prayers and can respond with all heaven's authority. And finally, hope. Hope with expectation. That the ascended Lord Christ will return as judge and king, king. And that he will abolish all injustice. Also that injustice you encounter in your life. That he ends all suffering. Also that pain and hurt you experience in life. And that he destroyed death. Also when you face the end of life. And best of all, we will see him is, as he is forever and ever. And so we read, and he led them as he leads you by his grace. And he lifted up his hands and blessed them as he blesses you. And while he blessed them and blesses you, they worshipped him and were continually praising And blessing God. Would you not? Amen. Let us pray. Lord will give. That thy own word. Will be blessed. To our hearts. And bear fruit. To seek. Those things that are above. To seek Christ more and more and more and to live out of the living, ascending, interceding high priest and that we go on in life into this world, the furnace of this evening, the furnace of this week if thou give it us under those blessed hands of the risen and living Savior. And so be with each of us, that we may take thy word to heart and see the great and undeserved blessing of the ascended Christ, anew and afresh, and that for Jesus' sake. 
Amen.